When I was in second grade, I took my bike out into the woods. Hundreds of acres of wilderness surrounded my home uh, where I grew up. And I started down these paths, and familiar turns became less familiar turns, and then ones that I knew not at all. And before long, I was in the heart of a thick, dark forest with no idea how to get home. At some point, I ditched my bicycle to travel by foot because the path was just too narrow, and I wandered for hours until just before sunset, when, by the grace of God, I stumbled into a neighbor's field. And I remember thinking that all of those sounds of coyotes that I would hear as a little boy at night uh, would be me in the woods if I didn't get out. I never wanted to go back into the woods after that. I was terrified. But the next morning, my mother said she actually insisted that we go and find my bicycle. Now, I was worried. Uh, What if we never got back out? Um, I was lucky enough to get out once. What if we weren't so lucky the second time? But she insisted, and we walked along all the trails that I had ridden, standing at each fork and asking which way I had decided to go, where I had went wrong, and where I should have turned back, but didn't. And finally, we did actually get to the place where my bike was abandoned. And instead of forging ahead deeper into the woods as I had done on my own, we turned back and we got home without any trouble at all. And after that, the forest was not quite as terrifying as I had thought the day before. Today is Ash Wednesday, which begins our season of fasting in preparation for Easter, a day of repentance and solemnly addressing our own sin. It's also a day when we remember and mark our own mortality, reminding ourselves that we are dust, and to dust we shall return. Now, some of my non-Christian friends have remarked that the central role of death and sacrifice and repentance sure make it seem like being a Christian is a major bummer. Why dwell on such depressing stuff? Why not just keep positive and focus on the good? Especially when all of us are exhausted and stretched thin from this pandemic Such words might seem relevant. Bilbo Baggins once said that he felt like jam spread across too much toast. It's the way I feel sometimes. When we think about our own sinfulness and our own past failures or the inevitability of our own death, it can feel like a dark and terrifying forest that we can get lost in. If we go venture into those places, if we allow ourselves to truly sit with our own failures and brokenness and mortality, we we might never get out. Because if the sun sets and we are still out there, who will rescue us from the predators in the dark? 
It's just too painful to imagine and too risky. We fear that if we tell the truth about ourselves, despair might overtake us. A sickness unto death, where death is the end and the end is death, as Soren Kierkegaard put it. But that, that is not our story. That is not what it looks like for Christians to tell the truth about ourselves and our mortality. Because we are no longer on our own. We might have wandered off by ourselves. We might have made the wrong turns by ourselves. But while we were yet lost, Christ came to find us and bring us home. We are no longer alone. Not alone in our sin, not alone in our mortality, not alone in our pain or our suffering or our isolation or our quarantine. No longer alone. No, in fact, we are the very opposite. Repentance and lament, sackcloth and ashes, are expressions of a great and steadfast friend that we have in Jesus. Expressions of our great and steadfast hope in his presence in our lives. And that is what gives us the courage to do them. We are able to tell the truth about ourselves because we no longer have any reason to run. Repentance as a Christian is like venturing back into the woods with my mother. Coming to each turn and telling her how I went wrong until we arrive at the place where I was ultimately lost. And she picked up my bicycle and brought me back home. Friends, repentance is not self-flagellation. It's catharsis. It's the very first steps toward freedom from sins and brokenness that threaten to hold us captive, enslaved to fear and despair. Instead of running from them our whole lives only to fail in the end, Christ asks us to come and traverse the dark contours of our lives and souls with him. And to let him breathe forgiveness and new life at each sorrowful turn and moment. In the words of Psalm 103 today, he does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities, for as high as the heavens are above the earth. So great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. 
And so on this Ash Wednesday, come without fear to kneel and repent. Do not hold back for fear of getting lost in the forest of your own soul, of your sin or death, because in the Lord is steadfast love. In the words of Paul, behold, now, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. As you stand on the edge of this forest of your soul, this Lent, do not turn back. Do not dull the aching of your soul with stimulus. Do not attempt to scroll your way through this or placate your yearning with hollow distractions. Do not busy yourself with busyness or deafen yourself with noise for fear of hearing the Lord. Broad, broad is the road to destruction. Instead, venture in hope. Facing your own offenses and shortcomings, facing your own sin and slavery and brokenness, all the while knowing the good news that Christ walks before you, that Christ walks beside you, that Christ walks behind you, and Christ lives in you, the hope of glory. You are dust. But the Lord breathed life into this dust, and he stands ready to breathe that life and forgiveness in you in places you never thought possible. But we will never know we will never know the real freedom of Christ, the full freedom of Christ, without repentance. We will never really know his love without knowing the cost of our own iniquity. And so when we fast, we open up a space in our soul and in our lives for us to know our own need of Christ. Space to hear that still, small voice. Space to know the places we need to revisit and offer up to him to make whole. Friends, I know we are tired. But here's the thing. Repentance and fasting are not a burden to carry. They are a burden removed. They are a doorway to freedom and rest. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. So remember, remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. But also remember this, dust is not the last word. Christ is the word which spoke us into being, and he is the word which will call us home once again. Yes, we are dust, but we are dust 
in the hands of Jesus. Dust spoken into relationship with him and molded into his image. And that, that love of his word is stronger than sin and shame. Stronger even than death. And that word, Jesus, he is the last one.